0: Don't let your dreams be dreams. Yesterday, said tomorrow. So shut. Do it. make your dreams.
1: And welcome to Screen Tones, where we talk anything and everything webcomics. Today we're going to be talking about websites and the logistics, coding, and design challenges and benefits that come with them. I'm Crispy. My pronouns are she, they, and I make the webcomics Ghost Jung Sickness
2: and Lunar Blight. And I'm Delphina. I use she, her pronouns, and I make the webcomic Sombulus.
0: And I'm Renny. I use she, they pronouns, and I make the webcomic Kate Blast.
3: My name is Alyssa, I use she, her pronouns, and I am a webcomic web designer and web developer.
1: So we have a nice little special treat this episode, as you can see. We have Alyssa as our guest, as we're going to dive into the world of websites and what they can do for webcomics. So I'm going to go and start with a very, very simple first question. Why a website
2: for webcomics, Delphi? Oh gosh. I mean, I just think it's nice. There's a lot of options out there and you can certainly choose whatever's appropriate to your project. Some people just post like a short comic on social media. Some people want to make a tapas or a webtoon or deviant account and just go there. Um, but what's nice about freestanding websites is that it's, you can decorate it however you want to, Um, You can customize things that suit your story and what you have in the end is all yours. It can be super cool and weird. Um, There's lots of features that you can add if you wanted to add music or video or or comment sections and things. Um, There is a little work up front and you can expect to make small fixes over the years and stuff. But if your series is going to be going on for, um, for years and years, like (laughs) going on 12 years of Sambulus, um, it's worth the investment. It's really worth the work and, um, and having exactly everything you want. And
1: it's just an interesting kind of like point to start at because you, you mentioned with the fact that it's, it's all hands on deck with creativity and making it what you want. Now, Alyssa, you work with a lot of, um, Web comicers and their websites. You know what is the benefit from your standpoints for having
3: the website? In my opinion, um, well, kind of going with what what Delphi said is um, there's a lot you can do to customize it, especially um, like web is a pretty new medium, and there's like a lot you can do when you actually have the creative control. Like something like a couple of years ago, like Homestuck was really big. Something like that never could have come out of like Tapas or Webtoon. You have a lot more power to customize it. You can add music, you can add animation, you can do whatever you like. Basically, the sky is the limit when you have your own website with what you can do with your comic creatively.
1: You know, and it's interesting that you mentioned like having like music and stuff like that. And I remember that like web comics are a very cool and transformative medium. There's a lot of cool things that you can do with that. And adding music is something that I've seen a lot of uh, new webcomicers kind of add that. So having your own site definitely makes sense with the limitations that are uh, with platforms and whatnot, too.
0: Yeah. And I think that like a lot of the where webcomics really got its start was for that freedom of creativity because like, If you look back at like where webcomics really started in the late 90s, early 2000s, like a lot of it was because, you know, breaking into syndication, which is where comics were at the time, if you weren't doing superhero cape comics, it was very restrictive and you had to fit certain guidelines and limits and page counts. And if you went on or subject matters in online, you could just go to GeoCities, grab a little subdomain and host your silly little Sonic OCs, you know dancing around you could do whatever you wanted and i think that still really holds true today at the core of sort of why it's good to have a website um for web comics specifically is because like there's still lots of you know syndication has changed into graphic novel publishing or web comic publishing through like some of the bigger corporations out there but having that site and having it be yours is very special and allows you to do a lot of things that you wouldn't be able to do in a traditional publishing environment.
2: I think, too, one of the things that we got when we got websites and web comics was a connection with the community. And that's something that you can really foster on your own website, too. A lot of communities... uh, uh, other platforms may give you a community, but you really have control over what kind of comment sections you have, what kind of other links that you have to other creators or other comics that inspire you. You can make link pages um, and just build out the world of your website with other auxiliary pages, like your cast page or making your archives look nice, and and just really have a lot of of connectivity
3: there. To kind of add to that point, like, something that I have heard from, well, this was my experience as as well, when my comic was still running, and uh, I still hear this consistently from other webcomic creators, is, like, you know, you you get all kinds of comments when you post to things, like, you know, you post to Tapas, you post to Webtoons, even, like, you know, something older, like DeviantArt, they all kind of have their own, um, they kind of foster, yeah, their own community of sorts, and, consistently what i've heard from people is that they get some of their most thoughtful comments and feedback from their personal website versus like you know tapas or webtoons and this is not a bad thing but there's a lot of um younger people on there who maybe you know they're just kind of browsing they don't really take the art super seriously nothing wrong with that but they might have some comments like you know why isn't the next episode out yet (laughs) versus like you know somebody who might have more of an ear to the ground about what uh what it takes to do all that art
1: and you know there's a lot of good points here about having that website you know kind of as an anchor for your um your comic and whatnot so I did want to go into like you know there was a lot of really great points here but I do want to see like let's hone into why is it good specifically to have a website Alyssa
3: so why is it good to have a website in particular? I mean, what I've always really liked about having a website was having control over how my comic was presented. Like, when you're, when you're giving your comic over to some kind of brand name, it's them that has the control over the look and feel of what you're presenting to your audience. When you have a website, that's that's all you. You know, you get to identify what the brand of your comic is through your site.
1: You know, another thing that I often think about is the great fall of like something like Smack Jeeves, you know, hosting your webcomic on a platform. I always hear the the phrase, you know, never putting your, all of your eggs in one basket because as good as it might seem during the time, you never know when the rug's going to be pulled under you. And the same happened to me, too, with uh, Ink Blazers is that I used to host on that and then <laughs> uh, we were we were going uphill, we were getting into the revenue program, and then it was the next week they were gone kind of thing.
3: Yeah. Um. So I started to do freelance web design for web comics like pretty shortly before the whole web, uh, the whole smack jeeps thing came down. And I just it it was awful. Like for a lot of people, they all came. You know, a couple people came to me like, "Hey, I know you do this. Please help me." <laughs> I don't know, like you know. And unfortunately, a lot of people they just don't know where to start with this stuff. Like I I have no idea how to get my comic on the web without somebody handling all that stuff for me. And you know, I was there too. Like I I got into coding because of my web comic. Literally, I started. I actually had a helper with me at one point. And um, she helped me put my site together. And then I started just kind of uh, playing around with it. And then after a time, I kind of liked the whole website process more than I liked the process of drawing my comic. <laughs> and that's what, that's what brought me to it. But like, you know, it, it's really hard for people when they are dropped into that situation and there's nothing that they know how to do to, to continue their work.
0: I think it's it's funny you mentioned that because like I I got into a little bit of dabbling in web design too, um, uh, when I was you know in middle school and high school because I wanted to make a web comic and at the time it was a Sonic Sprite comic on GeoCities and I really wanted to just get into there and I took like HTML lessons in the basement of my brother's friend's dad's house it was it was a weird setup but uh, ultimately it was because I wanted to get into the weeds of it and a lot of people are very intimidated by it especially like in the way that website design itself has changed from just you know slap a few tables up there you know have a couple break lines in there and slap a animated gif and a website counter and you're done whereas now it's a it's a process and you know while there are, are a lot of tools out there that creators can use to make that process way easier than they might think it's still a process that can for a lot of people may seem intimidating, but it really doesn't have to be.
1: Yeah, the starting of it, I think is the most intimidating. And I did want to touch back on this that uh, Delphi had said that she has been making Sombulous for 12 years. Uh, I did want to ask, did that mean that you've had the website for 12 years, Delphi?
2: Yeah, it's the same website. (laughs) It's um, My friend uh, made a comic cms for me when i was first starting out my website and um and i've been using it ever since apparently it's a very solid cms and i'm very happy about that (laughs) um yeah so i haven't had to switch over or change or anything and i did come from a background of same exact thing i had GeoCities, i had tripod i had angel fire anything that would give me two megabytes of web space and i was learning in middle school and high school how to make fandom-related websites because that was what I was passionate about. And I think that's what you really have to start with when you're learning how to make a website, how to use HTML or CSS, is you have to find something that's fun. And there is a lot of joy in putting together a character page or saying, you know, I want to make this picture over here and... Let's see if I can do it. Let's look at some other people's code. If I just take their code, is it going to work in my site? And oh my God, it totally did. <laughs> and you're just like, you feel like a, a small, like mad scientist laugh. I always get the mad scientist laugh whenever I figure out something. I'm like, yes. <laughs> uh,
0: I love the term. The, the, the term frankencoding is my favorite word in all of coding.
3: Yes. Yeah, I agree. That is a good term <laughs> i franken code i still franken code sometimes i try to avoid it but you know it, it be what it be um something i did want to talk about was uh you mentioned uh CMSs, delphi so maybe we should talk about that a little bit
0: yeah yeah so uh i guess for for those who might not know uh, cms stands for a content management system and basically, what that translates to is that is what translates from the back end to displaying your comic on the site's front. and that you know is sort of the interface that you'd use as the creator to upload new pages, um, manage your archive, things like that.
3: Yeah, it's um super cool and also super rare to have a friend to uh, make your CMS for you. The most common one out there and I, that I think um, a lot of webcomic artists have heard of or are actively using are WordPress, usually things with inkblot or comic press.
1: So yeah, let's let's dive into that. Let's dive into, you know, what is exactly how, how do how do uh, people utilize a CMS and how do people also utilize HTML? It sounds very confusing. There's lots of words and letters and I'm I'm scared.
2: Don't be scared
0: programmers like most science and engineering nerds love love our acronyms
3: Mm, yeah uh i remember again like when i was I, i got into this because of my webcomic i remember seeing all that stuff and being like oh no maybe i'll just upload it to smack jeeves and call it a day which is where a lot of other people found themselves. But yeah, like, I mean, the CMS is the difference between like you just uploading a page and then having the programming of the website put out that new archive page for you versus you having to physically go in there and copy paste everything and being like, this is the link to my next page, my last page. Most people don't do that. That's that's called static, a static web page. I wouldn't advise it.
2: Yeah, CMSs are nice. They they kind of manage all of that for you. Um, a lot of times they come with templates or, or something to at least get you started. And a lot of them are database driven, which means like there's, there's some...
3: Databases. They're basically like an Excel spreadsheet that has all of your information on it. So like, you know, you have one column that says, this is the uh, title of my web comic page. This is the path to the image this is the author comment under it it's it's basically just a spreadsheet but it lives in the internet
2: yeah and you just kind of fill in the blanks basically like here's the image here's the description here's the the thing go and and so it'll just save all that for you and you don't have to rebuild a new website for every single page there are some other things that aren't database driven I've been seeing a bit um, Rare Bit, I think, is is a CMS that I've seen around recently. Um, and we can link to that in the show notes, um, which might have fewer like extraneous code things that are confusing, but there's lots of options out there.
0: I think uh, one of the benefits of a lot of the modern uh, CMSs that have been developed in the last five, six years is they've been developed with sort of the mentality of, most of the people using this are not going to be very great with code, maybe, or asking someone to open up the hood of their website, so to speak, is going to be a big ask. So I know I use a CMS called Comic Control, which is a database-driven CMS. And when that was set up, it they have these nice step-by-step instructions. And the database portion of it is just take this file, drag and drop it, change this name, Done. A lot of them will give you exact instructions on what to do, where to go in, what to poke around in, and you can get it. If not working within five minutes, get it close enough so that you can poke poke a, fr- a web comics friend and be like, "Hey, can you take a look at this?" And it'll be usually fixable within another ten. So it's they make them pretty easy to onboard, which is very nice.
1: One of my favorite things about web comics is the communities that come behind it. So, always kind of seeking them out and being active in a lot of them to help. Uh, when you want to build things like this, um, is a really really good opportunity. I I do want to help plug in. Uh, Our little community that we have with the Screen Tones, there's a lot of good and helpful resources there to kind of dive into and and get some help. As well as Spider Forest, which has a lot of good active members to help even poke you and push you into the right direction to kind of look around and and find things out.
0: The amount of times I've gone, hey Delphi, help.
2: (laughs) It's fun though. It's fun when it's other people's problems. It's less fun when it's your own website, but like solving problems for other people. Yeah. I'll take a look at your, look at your code. I don't yeah. know it is. <laughs> okay. So it's not my problem. It's, it's so much better, but um, I do want to like say um, before you have a CMS, you need a host. So one of the things that you want to look for is a web host, the shared server space with a web host costs about five to $10 a month. Or sometimes you can kind of pool with other creators. That's exactly how Spider Force got started. It was just a bunch of people who were like, hey, we want web space, but we don't all want to pay. So if we all get together, then we can share the cost of this. And it was great because they give you way more space than like a web comic will necessarily need. So that's always an option, too. If you want a domain name, so if you have sombulus.com, you want that sombulus.com, the address of your site. That's about a dollar a month sometimes. Like you can find different deals around. And then content management systems like Grawlix or Comic Control or WordPress, those are typically free. And once you have your space, you want a html editor or some kind of text editor that'll that'll be able to edit the code and an ftp program which stands for file transfer protocol and that's what like talks to the server and says hey here's some files take the files that i have um those are kind of like your basic starter kit for um, i'm just starting to make a website and i i need to get things on there so
0: I know there's a lot of hosts out there, which is great. So It gives you lots of choices, keeps you know, competition high. But there's a couple CMSs out there that have very quirky reactions to certain hosts. Anytime you're starting to build your site, I would decide on what CMS you want to use first and then read up and see what host people recommend for it. Like If you're using a inkblot or a comic press you'll want something like a bluehost which has um integrated uh wordpress hosting and things like that um if you're using something else that's more database driven you'll probably want something more uh, more along the lines of you know something that's not wordpress based because sometimes I-, I found that this is the hard way because if you try and run a database one on a wordpress site it gets funky <laughs>
1: So, we're talking a lot about functions with the sites and all of the scary little words and numbers that 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 have me shaken in me boots. Uh, I did want to ask what makes a good functional site then? you know like how how do we make something and and what are things to consider while making an actual good and functioning site?
3: so the the most important thing, honestly, is to just make sure that everything is easy to navigate. Like, every once in a while, I'll get a client who thinks it's a good idea to, like, reinvent the wheel with their website. Like, oh, I want to do this crazy thing with the comic nav, or, like, I want to do this crazy thing with the menu. And it's like, oh, you should probably leave those pretty standard. You, should, you Basically, you want anybody who comes to the website to immediately know how to use it and how to navigate your comic. Personally, I would strongly advise having a page that has some kind of summary of what your comic plot is. Every once in a while, I, I encounter one that doesn't have one. And I'm like, what is this comic? What is it for? But yeah, honestly, the easy, the most important thing is that the site is easy to navigate for basically everybody that's going to come across it.
1: So what does it mean to be easy to navigate? What are things that we have to consider? Is it like, Uh, arrow keys or clickable things or what does the accessibility kind of look like?
3: Yeah, those are really important. Basically, you want everything to be within view and you want you want things to look like they do what they actually do. For example, if you have a button that says latest page, you should click it and it should go to the latest page. (laughs) Yeah, you you want the buttons to do what they're expected to do. Arrow key nav, that's becoming more and more popular. Very nice to have, in my opinion. You might need to insert a script into your comic page. That might involve a little JavaScript. In that case, you could usually find something just by Googling it. Uh, Something that gets overlooked a lot is just like things for just regular accessibility for people who might have difficulty using a keyboard or a mouse. Um, something like tab indexes is really important. Basically, when you hit tab on a web on a page in a web browser, it should it should skip along all of the links in the page. And that way you know, someone can just press enter to use it or to click something, and that's good for people who might not have like complete use of their hands or something like that. Transcripts are also very nice to have for people who could be visually impaired or if you have like actual voice acting in your comic something for something like that, um, transcripts are important. But even just in terms of like the regular user, you want to have everything out as where you can see it. You want to have an obvious link to the first page of your comic. If people can't begin your comic, they're probably not going to read it. You want to have a really obvious link to the archive and you want to have really obvious next back links
1: guessing I'm going to get to the next point of this I'm going to poke you Delphi for this as well oh boy. is that
2: <laughs> what are website no-nos oh uh, okay <laughs> well we were talking about accessibility and one of the things too is, is loading time mm. you have People checking on their phones using their data you have people in areas that have bad internet connections and the larger your files are the more the the longer they'll take to load for people like that and if you have to wait five or ten seconds for the next page to load you're going to lose people for sure um especially if your archive is very long so i try to save my files I I save them at 700 width. I save them at like about 200 to 300 kilobytes. Like you don't have to save print ready files. You do have to make print ready files if you ever want to take your comic to print, but you should save out a second version of that file. That is a flat JPEG. That is not the highest resolution, you know, maybe uh, eight out of 10 resolution to put on your website because that will make your website super fast it'll be super easy to go through and especially if you're doing a long form comic people won't get so lost in like what happened between the thing because if you think about reading a book like there's no lag time between flipping from one page to another you want as seamless as experience as you can possibly get so that's like one of my big things whenever i'm reading a comic and it's it takes too long to load and it's such a silly thing but it really does affect how you perceive the story so that's that's my very Please, please, please! If you do nothing else, do this.
3: To kind of tack on to that point and some of the points I was making earlier is, um well, something that I really like about web comic websites and some other story-based kinds of web content do this too. But people who make like you know nice immersive websites where your website is fitting the tone and the aesthetic of your comic, but you don't want to push that too far. Like, for example, somebody who has a comic with, that's about witches, but instead of, like, the about page, they have it say, like, the grimoire, the, or grimoire, how do you pronounce that? I, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah, the grimoire, and then it's, like, st- stuff like that, where it's, like, that's not obvious, like, what am I clicking if I click on the grimoire? <laughs>
1: I've I've encountered something like that and I was so lost. I was like, I yeah. where am I supposed to go? How do
3: I read? <laughs> yeah. Or like people who um people who try to get a little too adventurous with like icons, like you know, if you have a realistic bird as like your social media thing, like not everybody is going to figure out that that's your Twitter link.
0: Yeah, or like I've I've seen web comics and these were mostly like in the late 2000s early 2010s but you still see them occasionally where it's the from the maximalist era of web design where it's the i'm gonna have an animated background with animated gifs in the front and like yeah my comic is super edgy so when you click the next the screen bleeds or something and like no (laughs) you don't you don't need that stop (laughs) yeah yeah
2: i mean there's there's a form over function sort of problem there too like if it's affecting the function of the site, you really need to keep an eye out for what's happening because like I I think creators kind of they don't need to read their comic they already know their comic front back and sideways and so when they're making web comic websites sometimes that's all they're focusing on but you need to get like a second or third opinion you need to get a buddy to go through it and say, is this easy to read? Is it easy to find things? that second opinion is is very key, especially when you're starting out and you're not sure is this, uh, where's the line between here's a, a creative presentation of, of something and here's something that's completely indistinguishable and the UI is bad. You know, another thing that I noticed that when we're designing websites is
1: to, because the times are changing, um, make sure that it's functional on mobile as well. So are there some little bit of quick tips to think about when designing for that? Or is there usually a CMS that helps with that? How do we know that it's going to look good on mobile?
3: All right. So that's what I'm prepared to answer. CMS has nothing to do with mobile. It actually has very little, if anything, to do with the aesthetic or the look of your website. So in terms of things that will help you, uh, that's, that's where we really have to get into talking about CSS, which is uh, cascading style sheets. It's what most websites use to add styles to their HTML or whatever it is that they've marked up their web page with. There's a thing called a media query, which you basically use and you set it to something like everything that is, you know, smaller than 800 pixels, like any screen that's smaller than 800 pixels change the C- the CSS to look like this. And that's basically what you do. There's a lot of other technical stuff too. Like I, for anybody who is in the know about CSS that's listening, Flexbox, very good, very good for that. But yeah, like basically you just wanna make everything scalable and you wanna be, you wanna have to plan for how things are going to look when you scrunch them onto a really, really tiny screen or even like um, now, Monitors are getting bigger and bigger. You even want to check what it looks like when you have somebody who's using a gigantic monitor. Like, is your background looping correctly? Or is everything over to the left side? now it looks really awkward, you know, stuff like that. Sobulus.com is super
2: awkward on mobile. I'm just not even gonna like I, I learned website design before mobile came up, so this is all like very helpful for me. I will help you again. <laughs> Thank you. I yeah, so I need to take you back up to on me. that. <laughs> yes. Yes, but um, it's true. It's it's really good. It's a great idea to test it out on different browsers. I think browser compatibility is less of a thing than it used to be. Internet Explorer kind of went away and and took away 90% of our headaches. But yay. Yay. But yeah, um, Cascading Style Sheets, um, very, very good to learn that. Just as kind of a breakdown, I like to think of it like a recipe. So HTML is like the list of ingredients in your recipe. This is the, the bowls that you need, the butter, the sugar, the eggs, the flour, whatever you need to bake the cake. And then the CSS is the directions that come under the list of ingredients to tell it, okay, you want to beat the eggs and you want to put the eggs in this bowl and you want to set the oven for 350 degrees or whatever. So you kind of need both. I mean, you can do things with just ingredients. There's like somebody's grandma who really knows how to make a really great cake and she never wrote down the recipe for anybody to follow. She just like kind of eyeballs it and throws all the ingredients in. But like that's that's not what you can do necessarily <laughs> so finding tutorials online there's a lot of like cool tutorials at with like w3 schools is a website where you can find html and css tutorials um, or even just if you know something that you want to do you just google it and you say yo, background color css and a lot of times there's like a background color generator that will say okay pick a color from this this website okay this is this is the color you want in your background. Okay, here's the code. Just copy and paste it into your CSS.
3: That's a really good analogy.
2: Thank you. I was proud of that one. Yeah, but um yeah, you it's, I think sometimes people don't know the the difference between HTML and CSS or if they think they should use one or the other, they work together.
1: Okay. So so going forward with what we've learned from what makes a good functional site and some of the no-no's of of sites, and even dabbling a bit in mobile, um, what are some tips for people who are just starting out? You know, I want to make my webcomic, and I want to have my own website, because I don't want to be on a specific platform. Maybe I'll mirror on it, but, you know, I definitely want my own website. So what what tips would you give me as a beginner? Uh,
0: The first thing I would say is definitely, like, Start small, start easy, start manageable. Like, the, like, even though we've lost smack Jeeves, rest in peace, there are still other site places out there like Comic Fury, which is a great place to sort of get your feet wet and get in there and start messing around with the code in a safe environment. Cause they, they have a lot of support to back you up, large community that knows how to use their interface. So definitely go towards places like that. If you're just really starting out and a lot of the codes, intimidating. That would be my big thing.
3: Honestly, um, when I wasn't quite prepared to put my webcomic out, but I wanted to practice messing around with code, I just got a Tumblr account and then I just played around with the theme. Like There are a lot of uh, places like that will just let you mess around with HTML and CSS, and that's one such option if you just wanted to play around in a sandbox.
2: Yeah, I think there's also like neo cities out there now. If you want to make a, like a little free account and, and puts around with your own website, like going back to my food analogy because apparently I'm very hungry. It's like sometimes <laughs> the the act of making a, a full web comic website feels like making Thanksgiving dinner. And if you go up to somebody who doesn't know how to cook and say, "Make Thanksgiving." Like, there are so many components to that. How on earth are you supposed to just make Thanksgiving? And so, no, you need to split it up into manageable things. Okay, first, I'm going to learn how to make mashed potatoes. Then I'm going to learn how to make turkey. Then I'm going to learn how to make stuffing. And just break it up into easy components for yourself. Don't expect that you're going to put together this amazing masterclass thing without practice because nothing happens without practice.
0: What part of the website is uh, mashed potatoes?
2: Oh, gosh, that's the comment section.
3: <laughs> to even add on, like uh, Crispy mentioned earlier that web comics, there's so much community there. Like if you don't know what you're doing, you can even find, you know, other web comic communities, like a web comic forum. There are a bunch of them out there. And just be like, hey, I want to make my own website. You guys, you guys have any tips, any help? Like a bunch of people I'm sure have been in that position and would love to help you out, at least with advice.
2: Yeah, and I think too, there's also some credit in like, you're doing things wrong and you're trying, but you don't know what's going on. People love to help. I'm one of those people who who will like absolutely respond to you and say like, I broke this and it isn't working. Please help me because there's nothing like if you have that knowledge of code, like it's really fun to troubleshoot other people's code. Like I was saying, it's not as much fun when it's your problem, but other people's problems, people love to do that. So get into a community of people who like that.
3: That kind of reminds me of uh, there's like a joke in web developing where they say, like, you know, if you want to get a good answer for a tech issue, what you should do, you should make two accounts. One account to ask the actual question and then the other account to give an extremely wrong answer. And then a bunch of other people will fly in and be like, no, that's not wrong. This is how you do it. Yes. (laughs) So good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Big brain.
2: It's beautiful. I want to do that sometime. I, I haven't had to do it yet because I have some some good friends who will <laughs> look at my stuff. But um, but yeah, there's a lot of helpful people in the community. You do have to like be comfortable with re- reaching out. And I think we we're talking about it before, Alyssa. Like, there's no way to like completely mess up as long as you have some backup files on your site saved on your hard drive somewhere. Like even if you mess up your entire site, it's like really easy to restore it back to the way it was. So don't be afraid like, to play around. If it if it doesn't work out, you can just go back to what you had before. There's really nothing you can do that's so permanent that it can't be recovered.
3: Yeah, exactly. Like um, a lot of times when I'm talking to clients who are really new to coding they'll come to me and they'll be like I oh, don't I don't want to touch the CSS I'm afraid that I'll touch something and I'll break the whole website forever and it's like you know it's it's okay calm down HTML and CSS you could do whatever you want to them nothing you do to HTML and CSS is going to totally break your website you're you're safe you shouldn't be playing around with the super secret files that are in your CMS <laughs> those could break your site but you it's really doubtful you'll ever really need to touch them
2: Well, even that too, like if you really got in trouble, you could get your web host to like restore a previous version, I think.
3: Yeah, that's a good point too. You're right.
2: Yeah, it it kind of reminds me of like, you know, the the old person who's just getting a computer and like, oh no, I deleted the internet because I I clicked on my internet explorer button and it disappeared and like, no, grandma, it's fine. It's going to be fine. You didn't delete (laughs) the internet. It does make me wonder getting these kind of
1: cool tips uh, of messing around and kind of figuring things out. Is there a way to kind of learn from other people's websites? Like what if I see like a website that I really, really like and I don't know how they put it together. Is there some kind of way to like look
3: at it or? Oh, absolutely. Chrome. And I'm pretty sure Firefox too has a built in inspect feature. Like even if you just, if you right click a website, there should be a little tab somewhere that says inspect, and you can click that and it will show you the HTML and the CSS of that page. It's not gonna show you anything like, we haven't mentioned PHP yet, but that's a, a server language and it's actual programming. So that won't show up, but anything that's just doing the actual look and feel of your pages, you will be able to see by inspecting it. And you can also use it to change stuff like, you could right click someone's web page and change all of their font to pink if you want to.
1: I am immediately doing that now.
3: <laughs> it doesn't change it. It doesn't actually change it. It just changes it in your window temporarily. Oh man, I was going to say the
0: power is going to go to my head.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't do it.
0: There is all, all the web comics have gone pink. Well, how what have you done?
3: Everybody uses Comic Sans now. No. In Why? pink.
2: Absolutely not.
0: Just imagining like the biggest, baddest webcomics villain just sitting there saying their line in Comic Sans.
3: I mean, honestly, something that I did do or I still sometimes do with my, like, you know, having my website is uh, April Fool's jokes. And there was a time when I just literally made my whole site Comic Sans as an April Fool's joke. That is the power
2: of CSS. Like, (laughs) because you can, um, as long as you back up what you had before, you could just add like a, a different, like style sheet to overwrite whatever your normal stuff is so it um, and that's something I've seen people do actually to really cool effect with like different chapters or something if like things are starting light but then they're getting darker you could make like the background color a little darker or or change it entirely because oh no the world exploded and so things are are looking cracked and broken in the background I think like Unsounded did that just uh, there's a lot of different really cool things you can do with style sheets. If you can like attach them to a certain um, hook in your chapters or or whatever. So that's more advanced stuff, but it excites me
3: a lot. Rolex has it built in. It has like a multi-theme feature. Whoa.
0: Yeah, it's nice.
3: See, that's what I love about
1: it though, is that when you have the power to have your own website for your own webcomic, it becomes like an extra layer of an immersive experience too, like changing the background when you get gritty or dark or when the narrative changes or whatever that's so cool
2: that's such a cool idea gosh yeah another thing we didn't talk about too like in uh, if you're making adult content or not safe for work sorts of things i know a lot of platforms don't uh, they'll have restrictions on that and that's that's something that you don't have to deal with on your own website another little kind of thing if that's the kind of content you do you know you don't have to be beholden to that
0: and the benefit of having it on your own site too is you can make a lot of uh, site builders either have it built in or have it very easily for you to build in to have little like spoiler bars or content warnings of particular things i know uh, crispy's done that a couple times in ghost junk and I think that's uh, really important to, to, for accessibility reasons and for just, you know, you being able to push your comic to its absolute limit in the way that you want to, not necessarily the ways that like whatever host wants you to do.
3: Yeah, that was a specific request I had on um, one client as well, like, like their comic involved, like, you know, addiction and drug use, and um, something that they really needed was to have some kind of warning (laughs) to come up there. Um, That's something you can, that's not something that um, HTML and CSS are really fit to do. That's something you need a little bit of programming for so it's it's a bit of it's a JavaScript thing that you might need a little bit of help with, but it's definitely possible
1: i I do enjoy comic control having a lot of like functionality with the web comic buttons and stuff as someone who uh, does not really know much about websites I do like easy big buttons to click and I get things
0: done. <laughs> I like pressing buttons. Yeah.
1: So to have um there's a function in there that you can have um pages and stuff like that spoiled. So uh and you can put it to whatever. So uh we have a couple pages spoiled in Ghost Junk Sickness that get a little uh raw with violence and uh it'll be blurred on the whole page and then there'll be a button that you can click through to see uh that stuff. So you don't get startled when you uh jump to the page or whatever so it's it's cool it's nice they have stuff like that included
3: yeah actually to add on to that we haven't talked about splash pages which some websites some comic sites do like a lot of comic sites just have uh the latest page of their comic as like the you know when you just go to like mycomic.com the first thing you see is the latest page but some people do something called a splash page where like they might just say like hello readers or have like a quick little blog post there and then it's like, well, here's the link to the newest comic. Um, I've seen people use that also to do um, to do content warnings like, hey, um, don't click into here if you're not prepared to see X and Y. Gosh, I love that. I just love the control. And I
1: think that's just one of the biggest things about having a website is that I think at the end of the day, it's you who have the power uh, to kind of control what goes onto your website, what goes off of your website. Say you do get some comments that you don't want. Girl, you could just delete them and resize things if you think that something bothers you aesthetically or anything like that, making it functional and making
2: it you.
0: Or if you want to make it Shrek for April Fool's Day, have at it.
2: (laughs) Absolutely not.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So to continue with Delphi's food analogies, I do want to ask where and how do I start with making my sandwich? That is a website for my comic. What are the steps?
3: Well, as uh, Delphi mentioned briefly earlier, um, First step is well, you can do these things in either order, but the first steps are going to be to get your domain name and to get hosting. Hosting might require just a little bit of research. You're going to want to see, you know, what plans are available to you. Um, I know a lot of people are a little intimidated at first, and they're like, "Oh, how much how much data am I going to use for like one web comic?" It's not going to be a lot, so you're usually good just getting whatever the cheapest option is. You're gonna buy your hosting up, so that way you have a place to put all of your webcomic files. Um, The next thing you're gonna do is get your domain name. It can be on the same service as the one that you got the hosting, but it doesn't have to be. There are lots of ways to transfer domain names between services, so don't panic if you got your domain name on Namecheap, but you have your hosting on DreamHost. That's not gonna be a problem.
2: After you have you have your host, you have your domain name, you're going to want to choose your CMS. Um, like Reddy said, maybe you want to like, figure out exactly what CMS you're going to use, but you go to their website, you download the latest version of that CMS. Usually that comes in some sort of zip file that you have to upload somewhere. So that's where your FTP program comes in. Um, I use FileZilla. There's uh, various ones. Those are usually free.
3: Yeah, FileZilla and Cyberduck are both free options to to use your FTP. Um, as Delphi mentioned earlier, basically what an FTP is, it's basically the folder that holds the files that are your website. It's it's different than um <laughs> it's different than the database, which we mentioned earlier. Whether or not you have a database is going to depend on which CMS you picked. I would recommend picking. Uh, a cms that is specifically for web comics if you can't find that then it will be fine to just use you know wordpress with inkblot or comic press
2: yeah you're gonna find settings when you log into your account for your web host about like here's here's the the ip address or the um the you're going to set a username and password and stuff and it's basically just like a password protected windows explorer you're just copying and pasting dragging and dropping over your files from one folder to the other folder from your personal computer to the server
3: yeah it sounds it sounds a lot scarier than it really is it's pretty simple literally yeah just dragging and dropping the next part that's where you're going to get into the styles. So a lot of CMSs come with their own templates. So in theory, you don't really have to mess around with them too much if you just want to get a working site out there. But if you want to personalize it, you probably are going to want to mess around with the theme or download a different preloaded theme.
2: Yeah. Um, when you have like a theme to start with, that's that's pretty easy. Uh, there's There's various things that you might change, like the background color. The fonts, all of that is going to be controlled by the CSS. Um, you might be able to edit that CSS through the CMS itself. So if you're logging into your WordPress site, there's there's a little section for your your styles and you know styles. or whatever like that, and that that's where you poke around with the CSS code. But you might also need To use your trusty dusty FTP program and um, some sort of uh, text editor, you can use Notepad. You can actually open any kind of web file in Notepad and edit things, and it will work. It's it's kind of amazing, but I don't recommend that. There's a lot of things out there like Notepad++, or Brackets. Those are both free. Um, editors that work, that are designed to work with HTML, CSS, any kind of programming code or whatever. And they'll actually like color code things. They'll have line numbers so you can kind of uh, organize things a little better. And once you start looking at code um, a lot, it's it's kind of a lifesaver to have a text editor that is devoted to looking at HTML or
3: CSS. Yeah. Some of my favorite ones are also, um, I haven't tried Brackets, but I really like uh, Virtual Studio Code and I like Atom. Both, last I checked, were completely free and they should be good both on uh, Mac and on Windows.
2: Oh, okay. I hadn't heard of those. But yeah, you may not have to get it, but I just think it's a good idea to have that just in case you need to look at the code. Another thing that I go to, there's a website called jsfiddle.net um and it's it's a browser based thing but it has like a little grid of here's where you can drop in html javascript or css and you push the button and it combines them and so if you're doing like little tiny things like maybe you want to add a link to the um to the description or whatever and you just need like a little place to fiddle around with, with some code. Um, It's actually, you know, it's very lightweight. You could do it from a web browser. I don't have to like fire up a a different program to edit things. And, And that could be helpful.
3: Yeah, believe it or not, you could even um oh, I'm sure I'm sure you're aware of this already, Delphi, but for those of you who just wanna again just goof around, you can even just make a dot uh HTML file and a dot CSS file and just open it up right in your browser from your computer. It doesn't even really have to be on the internet. It's true. Yeah.
2: You um it they'll read it locally. You won't be able to send that link to somebody else if you want to like build something and say, "Hey, look at the thing that I just built." Like then <laughs> they're like, "It's trying to go to my C drive. What's going on?" Like, <laughs> "No, I'm oh, sorry." Um so so that's that's where your FTP program is, but I do make like little like folders within my FTP program that are just on the side, not associated with the CSS, just a place to to throw some some things together and and see how they work and test different things out. Again, it's very mad sciencey. Please perfect your laugh so that when things go right, you can be like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's
3: my recommendation." Yeah, that's what I. That's half the job of coding, really, is perfect, is uh, perfecting your evil laugh. It's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: Renny has
2: it. Yeah, oh, Renny, you do have it.
0: I've been practicing. Uh, <laughs> it's all that coding.
2: It's all that coding. It it makes you into a mad scientist. That's the real reason you want a your own website because yes. like can webtoons do that? I don't think so.
3: <laughs> Honestly though, when you code something and then you open it up and it works, it's an amazing feeling.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, just try and stop yourself from having that to...
3: <laughs> I did it. <laughs> uh,
1: um, I did want to ask, uh, is that the sandwich? Is this the sandwich complete? Uh...
2: I think so. I mean, there's there's always going to be more tweaks. You're always going to find things that, that are like, oh, you know, I want, oh, I guess you have to upload
3: your pages, huh?
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: I was just thinking that, like the, the nitty gritty of uploading your pages and filling out all your content. There's that. But
2: yeah, that's just a form. Basically, once you have your CMS and you like log into Grolix or, or WordPress or whatever, it's it's just a form. And we've all done forms. So, so you do that. It's a little tedious if you have to go page by page. Some places have like a mass import tool. If you drag and drop a bunch of files in there, that'll throw them in. But um, but you still have to do like transcripts and stuff like that. I don't know that any of them is 100% foolproof. So, um, you know, if you use that, just check, just do get a friend to go through your archives, make sure that nothing is missing, everything loaded okay i had to move servers year ago year and a half ago or something like that because my old server shut down and i for some reason all of the files like every 10th file didn't upload in my ftp and i had no idea why like oh no i i was just selecting all and dragging and dropping and for some reason like Every once in a while, I was like, no, I don't want to upload this one. And so I was just having holes in my archive, like, where is page 57? I don't know where page 57 is. I uploaded page 57. It's not there. Okay. So um, just um, do it yourself or get a friend to to go through and say, you know, what's broken, what's not, and, and go from there. Well, that sounds like an absolute tasty
1: sandwich of a, a webcomic website. Delphi and Alyssa, thank you so much. I did want to ask is there any other extra last tips that you can think of talking about websites and webcomics and stuff?
0: Get messy. <laughs> Get in there and mess around. Web web design and web learning in that in this environment is... I've learned more from just going in and diving into a site and trying to break it and then fix it again. Than I have in like sitting in a class or or anything because like it is a skill that is honed the more you do it so just don't be afraid to get in there and break a few eggs. 100%
3: 100% agree with that. And I also have to say, if you are the kind of person that would rather take a class, there are so many, like, tutorial, like, videos and stuff on YouTube. And Delphi mentioned that there's stuff like W3 if you just want to read it. There's there's so much out there.
0: W3 is a great resource.
2: Yeah. And just don't be afraid of the process. Um, Take it slow. Don't expect too much too fast, but try to find the joy in it. Try to find something that really excites you to say, oh, you know what would be cool for me to do? And um, look into it. Somebody's done it before. Somebody's tried to figure it out before. And uh, they will gladly explain the process or look on YouTube or whatever. And yeah, just have a blast because it really is super fun to build your own website. It doesn't have to be scary unless you have a good evil laugh. Then it can be a little scary.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh well that
1: has been an absolute chicken salad Caesar of a wrap. Thank you so much to our guest Alyssa for joining us. We are going to be website masters after this. I hope. I'm scared. But I'm a little less intimidated. (laughs) I believe in you. (laughs) I have been your host, Crispy. And you can find my work
2: at GhostJunkSickness.com or LunarBlight.com. I have been Delphina. You can find my comic, Sombulus at Sombulus.com.
0: And I've been Renny, You can find my work at kateblast.com.
3: And I've been Alyssa. And you can find my work at amalecci, A-L-E-C-C-I, dot com. Or you can get in touch with me via my email address at Alyssa, A-L-Y-S-S-A, Alecci, A-L-E-C-C-I, at gmail.com.
2: Ask Alyssa all your questions. Seriously. Yes.
3: Communities, comics.
0: I pray for Alyssa's mailbox.
3: <laughs> I will. I seriously, if you know, if people, if people want to get in touch with me, I am open for freelance work. If you, if you need help with your website, I will help you. Heck yes.
1: I, I mean, we need help with the website. <laughs> 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 you we know, I, I will absolutely help
3: you.
2: Thank you for listening to Screentones, a web comic podcast. Want to know some other ways to support us? Check out our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash Screentonescast, where your support will help us create more episodes, reach cool extra bonus goals, and keep us talking about anything and everything web You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and our Discord server. Thank you so much for listening, sharing, rating, and supporting, and we'll see you next time.